So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And today's episode, we are just diving right into writing your eulogy. Um, man, this is like, this is deep, bro. Where did this come from? Here we are. We're just diving right in. So uh, here's the deal. I want to give a little bit of context, and then I want to talk about why this exercise is so powerful. Um, now, you might hear this and go, like, Sathya, this is sobering. Uh, like, I'm a little bit depressed just hearing the word eulogy. Like, do we really need to go here? Um, the short answer is no, we don't. We don't need to go here. But I, I only share things that I believe are going to be supremely beneficial to you guys. And that includes this exercise. So um, I got this idea, or I got the idea for this exercise from Stephen Covey's book, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I've referenced on the podcast several times. There's a reason it's one of the best-selling nonfiction books of all time. It's a phenomenal read, and many of the concepts and the exercises in that book continue to impact me. So um, it will kind of you know come up from time to time. But the, the context of writing your eulogy or, or doing anything of the sort is based on the simple principle that we've actually discussed here on the podcast, which is that you must begin with the end in mind. Now, I want you to really think about what that means because I think some people hear that statement and they're like, yeah, I need to have a vision or an idea. And that's true, but that's that's only the latter half. That's the end in mind. But the key is that you begin with the end in mind, which means if you started and you haven't thought about the end goal, you need to stop what you're doing get the end figured out, and then begin again. Restart. We want to make sure we always begin with the end in mind because if we don't, we we begin practices, habits, and patterns in our life that don't actually serve the target. They don't actually serve where we're hoping to go. So this is why in Deep Clean, we have our guys craft a why statement, which, which sort of is, I guess it kind of articulates the fundamental driving forces that are, you know, encouraging people to pursue freedom from pornography. That's the starting point. What's the motivation here? And then we have them craft a vision board, which is just what are some of the the end goals here? What, What are some of the things that are actually driving their success? Begin with the end in mind, starting point and an end point. Um, I call them the freedom bookends, and I talk about them extensively in my book, uh, The Last Relapse. So the point is, it it would be wise for you and I, if we really want to have success in this life, to have the end in mind. And of course, when you start a business or you have some career goals, like there's an end in mind. It might be a promotion. It might be a certain amount of revenue or or clients served or products sold. In your family, it might be having a certain number of kids and having healthy relationships with them. Um, you know, there, there's no right or wrong here, but the reason that we 
we do an exercise as sobering as writing your own eulogy is because as soon as death is on the table here, the priorities very quickly shift. And suddenly the things that seem really important aren't necessarily that important. And the other things that maybe have slipped through the cracks suddenly rise to the surface. So we want to begin with the end in mind. We want to have a really clear picture of where does this life all actually culminate? And though it is sobering, I believe every man must go through this exercise if he really wants to have clarity about his purpose in life and the things that he needs to accomplish before his time on earth is over. I've heard it said many times that when people are on death's bed, sorry, when people are on their deathbed, I think that's the right expression, um, when, they're, when they're on their deathbed, the question that they're asked, of course, is, you know, is there anything you regret? Is there anything you would do differently? Those kind of uh, self-reflective questions. And if they, if they do have regrets or things that they would do differently, it is never that they wish they would have made more money, that they wish they would have had more cars, a bigger house. Um, it's not even necessarily that they wish they would have, um, you know, started a business or whatever. But it's always about relationships and it's about purpose. Relationship and purpose. Those are the things that they usually have the most regret about. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I would have apologized for the, the things I did wrong. I wish I would have, you know, forgiven and let go of this thing I was embittered about. It might be that, um, you know, I, I wish I would have taken some risks and really pursued my dreams. You know, I met somebody on the beach a couple weeks ago who had said exactly that. He said, man, you know, I, I admire you for what you're doing to, to take some risk and step out on your own because, you know, my friend and I, we talked about doing that in our 20s and our 30s and, um, and we got scared. You know, we didn't take the risk and we deeply regret it now because he, he sees that his industry, he's in IT, he's like, it would have taken off. We would have been very successful. And, um, you know, that's something that I wish I would have done differently. And that guy was only in his 50s. So all of this is to, is to say and to illustrate that <laughs> we, we need to really actually think about what do we want this thing to look like when our life is over because we don't want to be the people who have regrets. I don't want you to be the person who has regrets, who chickened out because you didn't want to make a fool of yourself. You didn't want to admit that you had a porn addiction. You didn't want to, you know, own the fact that, that your porn addiction is actually causing pain to your spouse. I don't want you to be the guy who carries those things to his grave. I want you to be the guy who deals with them now. So that when you go to the grave, you are at rest, you leave nothing on the table, um, or off the table rather. Um, you know, that, that's what I want for you. So uh, that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Now in, in the book where Stephen Covey kind of talks about writing your eulogy, he, he actually gives four different categories of individuals that you would kind of write the eulogy from their perspective. And, um, and I, th I thought that was really interesting. So I did this exercise once on my own while I was reading the book. Uh, it was very moving. And I wrote the eulogy from my wife's perspective. And uh, good grief. Really, really touching. Um, and then I did it another time I, when I had the private dinner in Austin. This was one of the activities that we did. And um, that time I wrote it from the perspective of one of my friends, uh, which is the second category. 
and it was really it was really neat. It was really revealing. And um, I think one of the things that was really cool for me doing it from two different angles is there was actually a lot of overlap. Uh, you know, for me, there was a lot of overlap around being known as somebody who is humble, um, always having time for the people that mattered the most, um, being filled with passion and zeal for my purposes, and really loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know, those are things that came up in both eulogies, and I wrote them several weeks apart. I was not really conscious of what I had written on the other one. So all is to say, you know, um, this exercise is, um, it, it has a lot of potential. And the reason that I think you should do it is because um, above, you know, the fact that it's going to give you perspective and, you know, it's going to help you realize how important your, your relationships are and everything else. Um, another thing it's, it's going to do is it's going to actually reveal your values. And when you, when death is on the table here, like when it's like, okay, I know I'm going to die and you face that reality and it's like you have, you have a certain period of time left. We don't know what that period is. We just know your time is limited. All of our times on earth are limited. It puts into perspective what really matters the most. Of course, relationships. Of course, taking risks and you know, overcoming your fears. But what, what are the things you want to be remembered for? What, what do you want people to say about you in, in their distress, their emotional state where they can barely get their head clear because they're so upset they've lost you, you know, their, their spouse or their friend, their coworker or their, their committee member? What do you want the things that, that surface, you know, the things that really left an imprint that even in their state of distress, they're able to pull it to mind? What do you want those things to be? This is the power of a eulogy. And the amazing thing is you don't have to think about it. You're, in fact, don't think about it. Just be about it. You know, just write it. Write it out. And you'll, you'll start to see what really, what really matters the most to you. So I know, I know it's a sobering topic. I know it's not the most fun idea in the world. But I really believe this is a necessary exercise for every man. Because if you're unclear on your values in life, if you're unclear about your mission, your vision, and the, the reasons God put you on this planet, life is going to be a struggle. And let, let's not kid ourselves, everybody has their ups and downs in life. But what I mean is to actually feel fulfilled and to really end your time on earth feeling like you did your part, it's going to be very challenging, very, very challenging. So this exercise is, is meant to bring to light the things that matter the most to you. Because sometimes we lose sight of it. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we actually have not spent the effort necessary to get clarity. And when we lack clarity, it's just like Proverbs says, where there's no vision, the people perish. You know, some translations say where there's no revelation, the people perish. Without that clarity, we literally wither away. So if you're wandering in life a little aimlessly, if maybe you know that you are not living up to your full and complete potential, if, if you are having a hard time choosing against pornography and masturbation in the moments of temptation, even though you know it has long-term consequences, this exercise is for you. And it's, it's, not, it's not to... Um, 
shame you or condemn you or guilt you. It's not to, to fear monger or anything else, but it's simply meant to offer perspective and hopefully light a fire under your butt to really look after the things that matter the most and to ruthlessly obliterate anything that would get in their way. So for me, like when I did this exercise, I was just, I was struck by how important humility was to me. It just came up again and again that, you know, I wanted people to remember me for being humble, for, for accomplishing great things, but handling it with even deeper character. And, and I just thought, wow, isn't that interesting that humility matters that much to me? And it, it just caused me to look and say, well, am I actually living that out? Like, am I stuck in pride? Am I living, am I actually walking out humility? You know, what's, what's the deal here? And it's, it's been sobering in a lot of ways. And I've realized there's a lot of areas where I still have pride, you know, things that I need to deal with because I am not taking that pride with me to my deathbed. I, I will not do it. You know, uh, relationship and, and time and just being able to be present for my kids and my family, uh, that's super important to me as well. So I've actually, I'm, I'm making some changes even to my program and the way I'm running things at Deep Clean in the new year because I, I want to make sure that my life is set up well even now and that as, as what I do here grows and we start to reach more people and we start to build more of a team, um, I, want, I want all of these things to serve that desire of mine, which is to be available for my family and the people that matter the most to me. And so these are kind of the, the takeaways, but it, it comes with an impetus when you write your eulogy. So my challenge to you is take 10 minutes. No, actually, that's, that's, that's unfair. Take 30 minutes in the next week. Put it in your calendar, okay? Like, we're heading holiday season. I know you're busy, but trust me, you can take 30 minutes for yourself. 30 minutes that are actually going to serve you. Like, don't throw away your holidays in the hubbub of... Christmas parties and festivities and, and trying to catch up with as many people as possible. You can take 30 minutes for yourself to put things in perspective. In fact, it might actually help you handle the holidays a little bit better. It might just, it might just actually give you that paradigm shift that you need to make better decisions with your time these holidays. So take 30 minutes, put it in your calendar, make it a non-negotiable, and write your eulogy from one of four people's perspective. Spouse, Coworker, colleague, friend, or a you know union member, or or some somebody who knew you in a volunteer environment. So one of those four, start there, and I would make it a quarterly practice, you know, and try the different categories, and find out what are the things that come up again and again, and what are the things that don't. What are the things that are actually only specific to you and your wife, or you and your close buddy. Those things are going to really put things in perspective for you. They're going to make you a better man. And hopefully, they're going to propel you and inspire you to make some radical changes in your life. Because I guarantee you that the, the gap between where you are in your life right now and where you want to be when it's all over, it, it needs to be bridged. I can guarantee you, you, there's some course corrections that need to happen along the way for you to get there. And you're going to get really clear on what those course corrections are as you write your eulogy. So I know a little bit of a sobering one today, uh, a little bit deeper, uh, hopefully a little bit more of an indelible mark for you because um, this exercise has been so impactful for me. It was really impactful at the, um, at the private dinner 
And, uh, you know, a really cool thing that you could kind of, I guess, do for bonus points is share it with somebody. Um, share it with, you know, your loved ones. Share it with your friends. Share it with whoever. Um, I wanted to do that with my wife, but uh, she was not ready to go there. Uh, that was a little bit a little bit too close to home, which I totally respected. But at the private dinner, I got a chance to share it, and that was really cool. So um, bonus points if you do that. I think it's, a, again, just a, a really cool transparency exercise. And probably we will, will crystallize some of the things that you write a little bit more deeply as well. So that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. That was a hard sentence. And um, you know, one of the things that I do ask for you guys occasionally is for you to support the podcast by leaving a review. And so, if this content has impacted you, if it's adding value to your life, or maybe if you hate the the, the podcast, you can leave a review for that too. I don't mind that because that lets people who are like you know, hey, this podcast isn't for you. And for those of you who love it, I encourage you to leave a review because that's going to let people like you know, hey, this has good content and this could really add value to your life. And of course, it helps us get the word out and it helps us reach more people. So thank you so much for listening. I I just love all of you dearly. Appreciate you listening. I'm cheering you on. Have an amazing day and we'll talk very, very soon. Take care, guys. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.